All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Trade on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday, March 6th, 2022. How's everybody doing out there today? All right, I'm going to bring you a quick little show today. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon. That's right, we are a brand ambassador for Maker's Mark Bourbon, so please, guys, get drunk. Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> no, but seriously. Uh, great bourbon company out of Kentucky. Uh, we, Like I said, we are a brand ambassador for Maker's Mark Bourbon, so be on the lookout for Detom Bourbon. It's going to be a couple years. Don't get me wrong. Hopefully, we're still around. And I'm not just saying this show, but all of us, right? But anyway, let's get into it, guys. Um, I'm trying kind of changing the way I'm doing things with this show um, to try and keep when I'm doing the show by myself kind of shorter you know under under an hour um, like I said on the last show I really don't want to get into a whole bunch of rip and read type situations where I'm just pulling a bunch of crap off the internet and reading you uh, stories from various uh, outlets you know whoever whoever wherever CNN MSNBC Fox whatever you want to say Newsweek, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, because the reason I don't want to do that is because it's boring, <laughs> number, quite frankly. Uh, and number two, everyone else is doing that. I don't care what podcast you listen to. I would assume that the majority of everybody listening to this show is of like mind and more right-leaning, maybe central to right-leaning, and the chances that you listen to a left-leaning podcast I would say is is zero to none but in the rare chance that, that may be the case um, you, you still hear the same stories now they might give you their version of the stories and you might get the rights for you know whatever but the the, the headlines are all the same and um, so I'm just going to kind of cover things that affect us Obviously, I'm going to have to talk about Russia and Ukraine because it is the proverbial elephant in the room, right? Um, <clears throat> but I think my biggest topic for today is going to be gas prices. Um, before I get into that, though, please, guys, like I said on the last show, I'm still in discussions with Apple to find out what the hell's going on there. I've yet to hear anything back. I'm hoping by Monday I hear something. Um, but with that being said... If you guys could please continue to focus on Spotify, Podbeam, iHeart, um, Amazon Podcast, uh, Google Play if you have Android, um, who else, Stitcher. Um, you know, I'm st still trying to work on other avenues, but those are pretty good major ones that, uh, and it, like I said, obviously people that listen to the show on Apple Pod Podcasts are not going to hear what I'm saying, so I, I really encourage you guys that don't listen to this on Apple Podcasts to let your friends know, hey, switch to Spotify or Podbeam or whatever, um, you know, so we can keep this show rolling. I have no idea what's going on with Apple. I'm hoping that it's just a glitch in their system, because last Sunday's show was there, but Wednesday and Friday, not there. And uh, I've done everything I can do on my end um, to try and fix it. But it's not anything I'm doing. It's not Podbeam. It's nothing because it's on every other platform that I'm subscribed to. 
So why is it not there? So I'm hoping that it's just a glitch in their system and they're not like blackballing me. I can't imagine. It's like I'm getting thousand, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of downloads through Apple and I'm I'm making the the uh, people behind the curtain mad or upset or whatever. Or maybe I am. Hell, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to muffle me before before I get started, which just is more intriguing to uh, for you guys to help me out and let's keep this train rolling. All right, guys. Good news on gas prices. Biden is here to help us. He's going to save the day. Thank the Lord that uh, he is our president. And oh wait, <laughs> wait, I forgot I was smoking crack today. So we did it. March sixth, two thousand and twenty-two. We finally hit four dollars. National average, four dollars a gallon of gas. Um. I, I've been on this earth for 48 years, and I've been driving for 32 of them. I've never seen gas in, in this state, in the state of Florida. I'm not saying it's never been $4 in some of these other states. I know we have listeners in California and whatever. Never have I seen the gas this high in Florida. Never, I, and I've tried to find this, but never have I noticed that the national average has been at $4. Um, but the problem with this is, <laughs> is, uh, it's, it, what is it, March, I said, right? So March, when does gas usually start to climb? Like if, in the past when gas is, okay, let's just, for shits and giggles, we'll talk about Trump. When Trump was president, gas hovered in the high dollars, high $1, right? So it was 180 190 whatever. And then occasionally it would go over $2, now that would usually be if they're it, during the summertime, usually around Memorial Day and the Fourth of July, your numbers would creep higher because people were driving a lot. Like like I've said the last couple of shows when we talk about supply and demand, the demand was higher than the supply because people were driving, people were going on vacation, so on and so forth. Um, also, during hurricane season, you have situations with the refineries in in Louisiana on the Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast, you know, into Texas and whatnot. And uh, that that uh, hurts production of oil and and so on and so forth. But even then, it was even even shit. Even under Obama, it it was high twos, low threes, which and we bitched about that, which we should. Um, but <laughs> four dollars. I mean, I just thank God I listened to myself, right? And <laughs> Chris was like, "Dude, I just went by the." Uh, racetrack by my house and it's three ninety nine. Fortunately, he got gas. I can't remember. Where he said seven eleven or wherever, and it was three seventy nine. I was like, shit. Well, <laughs> of course, like I told you guys in the last show, I was in with my wife yesterday, and we were driving around doing some running around and whatnot. And uh, of course, I get in her jeep, forty miles to empty. I'm like, Jesus Christ, we need to get gas because it's about to go through the friggin' roof. And the Sunoco that I get my gas from. Um, by the house here was four, uh, 359 So it only cost me $60 to uh, fill her Jeep up. And then my dumbass didn't come back and go get my car and go get gas when premium at that point was $459. Um, I got it this morning. It was 479 So premium's almost up to 5 bucks. It's just, it's just getting out of control. Out of control. 
So the other day, you know, we're <laughs> we're being told 500 different things about fuel. And the interesting thing enough, I was actually listening to one of our old shows, mine and Chris's, and it was um, March 14th, oddly enough. I remember the date of last year, and it was titled uh, War with China and or Russia. During the course of that show, I had brought up, or between the two of us, we had brought up gas prices. Well, back then, it was 239 or some shit like that. <clears throat> and we were saying, you know, come next year, it's going to be $4. And we said it in jest, but here we are. We also talked about going to war with China and Russia back then. And <laughs> here we are. Uh, I'm not saying we're always right, but we're right a lot. <laughs> but, so... When uh, dipshit took over, basically day one he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. And pretty much since then, well actually, well since then, the prices have steadily climbed. The, the thing is, okay, I don't know, if you guys are on our Facebook page, Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Chris posted a, a meme on there about gas prices, uh, I, I don't remember how it was worded, but something to the effect of... Uh, Within 10 months, the gas prices went from $1.89 to this. And, of course, it got fact-checked because it was, you know, 12 months or whatever it was. <laughs> okay, whatever. So, out of curiosity, I, I looked it up. I was like, okay, what do they mean? I mean, it, we're being facetious in, in the joke. Obviously, it was at one point $1.89. And not one point 20 years ago was at $1.89. It was literally, you know, November, September, October, somewhere around there of 20 and um, they, uh, so I looked it up. What was the gas price, the national average, um, prior to the election? Well, the national average, oddly enough, was around a dollar ninety-seven. I think it said, uh, and it varied obviously. So, but in the South, where we live, in the Gulf Coast region, the gas prices were at a dollar eighty-nine. So our meme was not wrong. It wasn't 100% accurate. But as far as we are concerned, it was. Because that's what we saw, right? Now, granted, if you lived in California or some of these other states, it might have been 250 or whatever. I don't know. But regardless, I'm sick and tired of these fact checkers because I oddly enough saw another one. And this has nothing to do with gas, but it was about, uh, well, I guess it does. It was about the barrels coming out of Russia. And if, if we wouldn't have shut down the pipeline, we wouldn't have needed Russia's gas. And, and it, was, it threw out a number. It was like, if we didn't take the 800,000 barrels from uh, Russia, we wouldn't need, or I'm sorry, if we would take the 800,000 barrels from the pipeline, we wouldn't need the 800,000 barrels from Russia. That's not entirely correct. The Keystone Pipeline does 833,000. And we were getting 844,000. <laughs> okay. Whatever. And oddly enough, let's assume the Keystone Pipeline, I want to say I looked it up, and I want to say it was 820,000. So they were wrong, number one. And the 844,000 barrels from Russia, that's the first time I've ever even heard that number because I'm hearing anywhere from 200,000 
to 500,000 barrels, depending on where you look. So let's assume that the 800, whatever thousand from the pipeline was correct. And the, the 200 to 500,000, even if you highball and say 500,000 from Russia, there's still a $300,000 difference. So these fact checkers, it's, it shouldn't be called fact checkers. It should be opinion checkers because it's really their opinion versus your opinion. If my opinion is uh, gas prices were $1.89 10 months ago, okay, I was wrong. It was 12 months ago. <laughs> or it was, you know, 15 months, whatever it is. That's not the point. That's, it's, like, it's like they're the dry guy in the room and they can't take a fucking joke, right? But anyway, so um, uh, what was it? Today's Sunday. So I think it was Thursday or Thursday or Friday. One of the... Uh, one of the brave journalists in the, uh, you know, in the room there with uh, Saki asked a question about Russian oil. And uh, this is what the question is and what Saki had to say. As long as we're buying Russian oil, though, aren't we financing the war? Well, Jackie, again, uh, it's only about 10% of what we're importing. Uh, I've not made any announcement about any decision on that front, but our objective here and our focus is making sure that any step we take maximizes the impact on President Putin and minimizes it on the American people. And anyone who's calling for uh, an end to the carve-out uh, should be clear that that would rise. The problem with that is this. Okay, so the girl, Jackie, I don't know what news agency she works for. It doesn't matter. It's a good question. So, Saki's answer was only ten. It only amounts to ten percent. Okay, so that's a way of them trying to say it's only ten percent that we're getting from Russia. What's the big deal? Okay, so what does that mean? What does ten percent mean? Okay, well, crude oil is as of Friday is um, one hundred and fifteen dollars a barrel. Okay. So, like I told you a few minutes ago, wherever I've looked as to what the import, the amount of barrels imported from Russia was anywhere from 200 to 500,000 barrels a day, depending on where you look. So, just for, uh, you know, shits and giggles, with that being said, let's just split the difference, right, and say it's 350,000 barrels. Well, at $115 a barrel, what does that equate to? Well... It's a hair over $40 million a day to Russian oil. And who owns that? Hmm, I wonder. You know, do you think it's, you know, Standard Oil? It's uh, BP? It's uh, Shell? It's No, it's not. It's Russian oil. It's con government controlled. So who's that money going to, right? So at $40 million a day, that's roughly $1.2 billion a month. And that's just what we take in. That's just what the U.S. takes in. So what about the rest of the world that takes oil from them? <clears throat> we and the rest of the world are financing the events going on in Ukraine right now. So um, let's just say for shits and giggles, let me get my trusty dusty calculator out here. So let's, let's assume... Um, Where's the calculator at? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So for it's the number is actually forty million two hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, so if you multiply that by thirty days, 
So, like I said, that's $1.2 billion, $1.2 you know, whatever it is. I, it's, it's just over $1.2 billion. Almost, yeah. So that's us. So let's assume, and that's based on 350 barrels, 350,000 barrels. So let's assume 20 countries do the same thing. Okay, times 20. So that's 20, just over $24 billion a month to Russia. That's just 20 countries. It could be more. It's probably not less, but it could be more. And that's just that's just oil that we're talking about. Um, the kicker is is if if dipshit had well had left well enough alone, not only would the U.S. produce enough oil and natural gas for us, but enough to get back to exporting to these other countries. But no, 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 no. Let's turn to two other socialist and terroristic countries. So we can fund their activities towards the hatred of America. You know, you have to wonder, what in the hell is this guy thinking about? The, the key is, and I've told, I said this on the last show. Every time, so in this week alone, in this state, I don't know how it is in the rest of the country, but the average went up 40 cents per gallon. Just this week. 40 cents. Now, we are talking about on um, Friday. We talked about inflation. And we talked about pay raises, and we talked about spending more money at the uh, grocery store. Because what are the things that we do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, daily basis, every other day basis, whatever you want to call it? So more than likely, all of us get gas at least once a week, right? If you have a car that gets better gas mileage, maybe it's every other week or every week and a half, whatever. But nonetheless, roughly every week you're getting gas. Roughly every week you're going grocery shopping. If you're like us, I'm probably in the grocery store literally two, three times a week, if not more. Um, I really don't like going to Walmart, so I try to limit that to once a, <laughs> once a week, and that's usually Sunday mornings right when they open because there's really no people in there. Not that I'm afraid of COVID or anything. I just don't like being around a lot of people. And, uh, But... Um, Point being is, if gas has gone up 40 cents this week alone, so if your car takes 20 gallons of gas, that's an extra eight bucks right there. Boom. So you were paying, maybe it cost you 50 bucks before, now it's 58. And it doesn't seem like much. It's only eight bucks. But a year ago, it was 20 something dollars maybe to fill that tank up. Now it's twice as much. And Guess what else goes up as gas goes up? Gasoline makes the world go round. Okay? Contrary to anyone's opinion, and I know Greta Thunberg just shit her pants when I said that, but hey, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but <laughs> what gets groceries to the store? What fills the, the shelves at Walmart? Trucks. What do trucks run on? Gas. And don't give me this bullshit about, oh, well, they're trying to get electric trucks. We're trying to, we're going to green up our, our trucking uh, situation and we're going to have electric trucks. Okay, cool, whatever. How the fuck are you going to fuel the damn electric? <laughs> it's not like electricity is magic, you know? 
it's not doesn't magically appear out of the air. It's got to be fueled by something. Oh, wind turbines. Okay, fuck you and your wind turbines. Okay? They talk out of both sides of their mouth. They're trying to please too many people. But in the meantime, the majority of this country, including the people that voted for this fucker, are feeling it. And they're feeling it good. Because, like I said, you get gas every week. <laughs> and I'm not laughing at you because <laughs> I get gas every week too and I'm feeling it. But um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the thing is here, so the Biden administration may start buying oil from a narco-terrorist terrorist state. Okay, now what does that mean, narco-terrorist state? So narco, drugs, terrorist, terrorist, right? So Biden, Biden is willing to buy oil from anyone, Venezuela, Iran, Russia, just not here. After being condemned by the hypocrisy of buying Russian oil while imposing sanctions, the Biden administration has flirted with the idea of buying Iranian oil and now is headed to Venezuela to make nice with Morado. Okay, so Iran and Venezuela hate our guts. Uh, Maduro, not Morado, <laughs> Maduro, uh, the president of Venezuela, is his country's run by uh, cartels, drug cartels. And the only thing Venezuela has going for them is oil. They are a socialistic, you know, basically a communist country. Uh, the people you've probably at one time or another seen shelves, seen, seen grocery store shelves. You think ours look bad. Go to Venezuela. Um, so what are we going to do? We're going to reward their... Now, we, we have a problem with Russia. We have a problem with these other countries, you know. But Venezuela is doing basically the same thing. But we're going to reward them by uh, buying fuel from them. Which is going to ramp up their drug production even more so. It's going to pump more fentanyl and whatever into the country. That makes no fucking sense. Iran, who's begging to go nuclear, guarantee you that's going to be some kind of deal because they're already talking about the nuclear arms thing that we had that Trump canceled with Iran. Guarantee you, Iran, the you know whoever runs the shit over there is going to be like, yeah, you want gas for you want oil from us. We're going to have to talk about that nuclear thing that uh, your boy canceled couple years back and dipshit up okay let's do it i don't care we need oil um dude <laughs> turn the pipe and, and the thing is pete you know you hear arguments and this is what really pisses me off because we talked about this about the future markets and how oil is traded and how the price is set the reason the crude oil is going up you know last week i think it was 95 96 bucks a, a barrel it's gone up $20 in a week. And that's why gas went up 40 cents. It's not because there's any less oil here. It's based on futures. As soon as all this talk about shutting off the oil from um, Russia started, as they started tie, they haven't done it yet. That oil's still coming over from Russia. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. They're, in, they're, just, they're thinking about it. It hasn't happened yet. So, the reason the gas prices keep going up has nothing to do with what's going on in Ukraine. It has nothing to do with that. The oil doesn't leave Russia from that point. It leaves from the freaking east coast of Russia. It has nothing to do with what's going on in the Ukraine. Okay? What it is, is 
the the buyers and traders and whatever the futures markets what it's called they see they see what's going on so they're predicting what the future lies for oil and that's why the price goes up if biden and that's why the price went up the day the election was over and biden was declared the winner and say whatever you want about the election this isn't this isn't the show for that right now but say whatever about that the day he won the election the the predictionist at the oil whatever knew this was going to happen that's why your gas prices started going up on the 5th 6th 7th of november and have steadily increased since then and now with the talks about stopping the oil production or the oil buying out of um russia that's why the gas is jumping like this that's why you can go to the gas station today and it's whatever and it's 10 cents higher tomorrow or 20 cents higher it's because I said the gas in the ground didn't change price. It's the same price that it was bought for yesterday. It has nothing to do with that. It's on the futures market. So let them come out tomorrow on Monday and say, oh, we're gonna we're stopping to buy oil from Russia. I guarantee you gas drums, jumps 50 cents. I guarantee you the day they announce that, gas jumps 50 cents overnight. Mark my words. Guarantee it. But I, I hope I'm wrong. But you know what else could happen is if dumbass would get up there and say, I was wrong, it, my bad, we're going to turn back on the Keystone Pipeline, gas would drop like a lead balloon because the futures market would see that. Now, you hear people say, turning on the Keystone Pipeline won't fix anything. It's not going to change anything overnight. That's not true. As far as the pricing is concerned, it will. Now, granted, it's not going to drop a dollar overnight. It's going to go up faster and it's going to go down, right? The price of oil, it, you know, rises a hell of a lot faster than it's going to go down. So if he were to come out Monday and say, we're opening back, you know, the Keystone Pipeline. I was wrong. My bad. We got to fix this. This is what I'm going to do. Number one, he would probably, <laughs> when the polling numbers, because I think next week uh, new polling numbers come out, Number one, if he did that, he would probably jump 10% in the polls. <laughs> Just saying. But um, gas would slowly drop. But it would drop It would drop in big chunks, but not as much as it would go up. Like I said, if he came out tomorrow and said, we're stopping Russia oil, boom, we're done with them. Gas would be 450 Guarantee you, by Wednesday. Now, on that same note, if he came out and said, we're opening the Keystone Pipeline, Regardless of the Russia thing, or even if he mixed it together and said, look, we're going to open the Keystone Pipeline. We've got to get away from Russian oil because we got to quit funding and supplying this country with money to do what they're doing in Ukraine. Okay, if we if we if he did that gas, you would you would have the, the positive of <laughs> and you want to create jobs, Joe. There you go. It, I won't even charge you for that one. You would gain he would gain jobs. Would, which would bump his precious job numbers up. I shouldn't be giving him this advice, but whatever. This isn't about him. It's about us. It's about America. You would get people back to work that don't have a job right now. You would have the fracking in North Dakota, South Dakota, up that, up that way, would start cranking back up again. So you'd have that job. You'd have truck driver's jobs. You'd have so many jobs just by doing that. Number one. Plus, your gas prices would go down, 
number two. And even with him, even if he came out and said, we're doing this and we're stopping Russian oil, now you got the Patriot. Now you're going to have that aspect of it. It's a three, it's, like I said, I shouldn't be giving this information out for free, but this is a three-dinger winner. This is, this is bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, and I'm down by two runs. And I just cranked it over the, over the fucking fence. Why he won't do this is beyond me. And, and I think the reason that is is because he hates us. <laughs> I mean, what other reason could there be? If you're a president of a country, if you're, if, I don't care what president you are. You can be Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton. I don't care. Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. If you love this country like you're supposed to as a president, it doesn't matter what party you are. You should want the American people to be happy. And right now, all we can all think about we <laughs> is, is gas prices. We could give two shits. I mean, I'm sorry about the people in Ukraine. But we have our own problems, right? And we need him. Most people are going to sit here if, when his polls come out this week. If they don't drop, I'll be shocked. Because the polls shouldn't have anything to do with what's going on in Ukraine and Russia and all that crap. It should be about what, it, what it's been about. Jobs, COVID, you know, economy, whatever. So, if he wants to help himself and the country and the people that quote-unquote voted for him, those are the three things you could do, Joe, and you'd be a hero. But instead, what we're going to do is take money from, or not money, but take oil from Venezuela, which we sanctioned them, or, you know, I say we, Trump, I think 2017, sanctioned them, stopped buying oil from them, which killed them. So surely they're going to be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you want oil? Cool. Iran, which we sanctioned them and took their nuclear uh, deal away from them. Yeah. <laughs> sure. No problem. Two countries that hate us, but let's worry about buying oil from them. In the meantime, we got plenty of it here. I don't know. All right, on to the Russia and Ukraine story. Now, obviously, you can't help but watch the news and hear about them. So I'm not going to dwell on supposedly X amount of planes being shot down and Russia's bombing this city and Russia's doing this because, as, as we well know, the stories are fluid and they change. We might hear a headline today or right now and then 24 hours later it's different. Um, for example, the supposed three different attempts on uh, Zelensky's life, that story's kind of went away. So it makes you wonder, right? But um, allegedly, and, I, and I'm going to preface anything I say from here on out until this whole situation's over, however long that may be, is over. Everything I preference, unless I unless it's been a few days and we know it for a fact, is going to be allegedly. Okay, so allegedly, <laughs> Russia has found NATO equipment in a Ukrainian Nazi headquarters. So now, like I've said before, don't believe anything you hear as soon as you hear it. And I would say I'm not the only one that uh, feels the same way. Um, this is retired Army Colonel Douglas McGregor, and he was on with Stuart Varney 
on Fox the other day. The uh, first five days, uh, Russian forces, I think, frankly, were too gentle. Uh, they've now corrected that. So I would say another 10 days, this should be completely over. But the question is, uh, what is it that Zelensky is going to do? The Russians have made it very clear what they want is a neutral Ukraine. This could have ended days ago if he accepted that. And then they can adjust the borders. But the eastern part of Ukraine is firmly in Russian hands. But again, the Russians are not seizing territory. They're destroying Ukrainian forces. That's their focus. Colonel, it sounds like you don't approve of Zelensky's stand. Oh, I think Zelensky is a puppet. Uh, and he is putting huge numbers of his own population at unnecessary risk. And uh, quite frankly, most of what comes out of Ukraine is debunked as lies within 24 to 48 hours. The notions well, of taking and retaking airfields, all of this is nonsense. It hasn't happened. He's not a, a hero when he's standing up for himself and his own <laughs> people? You don't think he's a hero? No, I, I do not. I don't see anything heroic about the man. And I think the most heroic thing that he can do right now is to come to terms with reality. Neutralize Ukraine. <clears throat> this is not a bad thing. A neutral Ukraine would be good for us as well as for Russia. It would create the buffer that, frankly, both sides want. But he's, I think, being told to hang on and, and try to drag this out, which is tragic for the people that have to live through this. I'm inclined to disagree with you, Colonel, but, um, you know, we'll see how this works out. Colonel Douglas McGregor. So <clears throat> the thing about that is where I like this Douglas McGregor gentleman. Um, he, he tells it like it is. He's on Tucker a lot. And he really doesn't pull any punches. Now, this guy was a combat veteran. Um, kind of probably knows a little bit about what he's talking about. Now, nothing against Stuart Varney because I like him also. So, obviously, they disagree. But it's been said that Zelensky, he, he's kind of the uh, the uh, Biden of that country. Granted, you know, a third the age, but nonetheless, a puppet. Um, like he said, the smart thing to do would be, okay, if, let's just say if, if Putin's whole point to this is because of NATO moving into Ukraine because Zelensky wants to supposedly be a part of the EU and or uh, NATO, if that's what this is all about, if he would come out and say, cancel i don't want to be a part of nato i don't want to be a part of the eu i want to be neutral you would probably be over this would probably be over i mean maybe not maybe it's gone maybe it's past the point of no return i don't know but um the uh the problem is is whoever is pulling these people's strings and we don't know all the reasons as to why. We're hearing too many different stories as to why this is even going on to begin with. Now, supposedly a few months back, Zelensky applied to become part of NATO and the EU, and it, it was declined. Well, if that's true, and um, Ukraine is the last country, or the last of two countries, I think, that's of that old Soviet bloc that isn't a part of NATO. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not siding with Putin, okay? Um, I think the thing is here is you got to look at it from his point of view. If he, Putin, 
feels threatened by this, if we could all just agree to say, cool, you stay out of Ukraine, we'll stay out of Ukraine, done, done and done. And this, this would all be over. But instead, if this is true about the NATO equipment, and on Twitter I've found stuff where they're saying, oh, these are old computers, and this is that, and this it doesn't matter if it's old computers. The fuck, you think they're giving them brand new fucking HPs or you know, Apple MacBooks, you know? It, it doesn't mean they left it there yesterday. They could have left it there a year ago. I mean, whatever, whatever about that. The point of the matter is, who who would want to plant them there? Would is Russia? No, oh, look, we'll just put these stickers on here, and that way it'll escalate the war. Okay, could be. Um, I like how they gloss right past the fact that it was a Nazi headquarters in the Ukraine. Now we've heard that being said a lot, and then you hear people say, "Wasn't Zelensky uh, a Jew?" Okay, doesn't matter. Doesn't mean there's not Nazi headquarters in. In Ukraine, it doesn't mean they're government-funded Nazi headquarters, <laughs> right? The fact of the matter is that area of Europe was one of the countries where a lot of Nazi sympathizers and or uh, army or, you know, Nazi military people uh, hauled ass to after World War II to avoid uh, war crimes. So there's a very good chance that there's a good population of that country that are Nazis. And I'm not talking about Nazi sympathizers or whatever. These are people that probably their grandfathers or great-grandfathers were SS soldiers. You know, they were probably brown jackets. They were probably in the mix. And as they had kids and their kids had kids and so on and so forth. But the next thing is this. The problem with the NATO equipment situation, you know, it makes it look like NATO's, NATO is involved. And when that happens, that ex- es- escalates things in a major way. Well, Blinken, Senator, uh, Se- uh, Secretary of State, I shouldn't say Senator, Secretary of State was uh, gave an interview on Face the Nation today, and he was... Um, I can't remember what country. He was over that way and doing conferences and trying to figure something out. And uh, the reporter asked him this question, and it has nothing to do with this particular situation of NATO equipment found, but it brings you into another story. Uh, Vladimir Putin has, Morning, has said that sanctions amount to a declaration of war. They are impacting his economy, but they're not stopping his military. When will sanctions stop the fight? Uh, Margaret, the impact of the sanctions is already devastating, which is presumably why he said what he said. But uh, at the same time, uh, we continue to see President Putin uh, doubling down and digging in on this aggression uh, against Ukraine. Uh, That's continuing. I think we have to be prepared, um, unfortunately, tragically, for this to go on uh, for some time. NATO has said none of its 30 members are willing to set up a no-fly zone. President Biden has been very clear he has no interest in that or combat troops. But what more can the United States do here if, for instance, the Polish government, a NATO member, wants to send fighter jets? Does that get a green light from the U.S., or are you afraid that that will escalate tension? No, that, that, that gets a green light. In fact, we're talking uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now about what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs if 
in fact, they choose to provide these fighter jets to to the Ukrainians. Okay, well, there you go. Welcome to the war, Poland. Guarantee you, Poland does this, hmm, they're next. And they're right next door to frickin' uh, Ukraine. And then, what else did he say there? We'll backload. That means we're going to get involved in this. Nothing good is going to come of this, guys. And as far as these sanctions go, when we, we talk about sanctions, you know, everyone's focused on the oil aspect of it, which hasn't been sanctioned. We're, we and the rest of the world is still buying oil from Russia. So they hit the SWIFT system. They've hit, you know, you, you see the Russian vodka. We're not going to sell Russian vodka. We're not going to buy wheat. We're not going to do this. I mean, not that we would buy wheat from Russia, but, you know, countries in Europe and whatnot. And he says, you know, Putin, you know, that's a declaration of war. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You're, you're fucking you know, it's the old big worm situation, right? Playing with my money is like playing with my emotion. Yeah. When you're playing with, with my money, man. That's, so, but here's the kicker. Um, this is where things can get interesting. Russian banks rush to switch to Chinese card system. Hmm, interesting. So this is out of Reuters. Several Russian banks said on Sunday they would start issuing cards using a Chinese Union pay card operator system coupled with the Russians' own Mir network. After Visa, MasterCard said they were suspending operations in Russia. Of course, I think I just read today where American Express is also, and I think Diner's Card, no, I'm joking. I think Discover also. So, obviously, if that's, if you got Visa, MasterCard, and if the other two join in, yeah. Announcements regarding a switch to Union Pay came Sunday from Cerberbank, Russia's biggest lender, as well as uh, Alpha Bank. Hmm, interesting. And Tinkoff. So, there you go. Okay, yeah. As I read down here, Russian uh, American Express suspends operation in Russia. Oh, and Belarus. Interesting. But, um, but notice, Chinese Union Pay. So, you had dipshit come out and ask China for some help with, with this whole situation. They're like, cool, we'll help. Here you go. Here you go, Russia. So what you know this this is just broke today Sunday so we'll have to see how that changes things from a financial standpoint will that help their their ruble will that, will it help their currency gain some strength I don't know um, I guess we'll see but I could sit here and talk bullshit to you guys for an hour about uh, Ukraine Russia China gas. But these stories are not going to, these, these are fluid st stories. I'm going to have more to talk about this on Wednesday. And I'm telling you right now, things are about to ramp up in the worst way. Here and abroad. So everyone, I hope you guys are ready because buckle up. Things are about to get rough. I hope you guys are heeding my advice on buying supplies not saying you need to get a bunker, you know, not saying you need to go and buy a, a cache of weapons and ammo. I'm not saying that. But food, canned food, canned vegetables, like I said, you know, Chef Ordi, Vienna sausages, whatever. Something that's going to, something that you're going to eat 
anyway. I'm not saying go on and buy a bunch of bullshit you're not going to touch, but stuff you eat anyway. Especially if you notice it's on sale. If you're at the grocery store, oh, this is half off or it's BOGO or, you know, whatever. Yeah, maybe you go ahead and buy it. Maybe buy a couple extra. Check the dates. Oh, these are good till, you know, for, for two years. Let's go ahead and get some extra. Because you're going to eat it anyway. So who cares? The problem is, is if, God forbid, and God help us if this happens, but if things escalate to what they could escalate to, you're going to be wishing you did the things I asked you to do, especially when you have the extra money. It's tax season. I talked about this on the last show. If you got an extra couple hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever you might have, instead of worrying about that big screen TV or buy the big screen TV, I don't care. But be smart with your money and maybe buy some some supplies, guys. All right? So please, guys, once again, if you could please pass the word around from the Apple standpoint, if you have friends that listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, please point them in another direction. Like I said, Podbeam, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast. If you have Amazon Prime, you have that. Um, Stitcher. Um, I think that's it. But so, like I said, hopefully um, things will get worked out with Apple. Hopefully, hopefully it's just a glitch. But the best way to find out if that's the case, uh, if you subscribe to the website, dontreadonamerica.com, you'll be able to get an update as to what's going on there. And if you don't want to do that, then go to our Facebook, go to our Twitter, go to my Instagram, or not mine, but the show's Instagram. Those are Instagram and Facebook is Don't Tread on America. Twitter is DTOM underscore 1775. And, uh... Yeah, I'm also on uh, TikTok. I don't really post a lot of shit on there, but (laughs) nonetheless. So please, guys, follow us. Share this with your friends. Whatever app you are listening to this on, please, if you could, give me a a good rating, a five-star preferably. If you want to leave a review, that'd be great, too. Oh, also, if you do follow us on Facebook at Don't Tread on America, and you listen and you want, if you're on Facebook on your phone, they're on the page, on the Don't Tread on America Facebook page, there is an option to listen to podcasts there also. So, sugar water. All right, guys, you have a great day. Today is Sunday, March 6th, 2022. You guys have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you again on uh, Wednesday. All right, we'll talk to you later.